I'm Jim. This is on the left side, the funny football show. One goal you feel away. Place in the semi-final. And that is the goal. Harry Kane in the nick of time. No doubt you remember that last week the world of football was busy getting all outraged at the financial dealings of Manchester City and the accusations of financial fair play foul play. So this week, as always with its members, interests at heart. The Premier League tried to take some of the heat off as Richard Scudamore uttered the immortal words... <laughs> Do you think that's some piss-taking financial deals? Hold my beer. OK, he might not have said that exact phrasing, but he may as well have, as reports broke concerning a golden handshake deal that Scoody was about to take as he stepped down from the role of Premier League chairman. Apparently, Dickie's £2.5 million a year annual salary needed a little topping up as he walked out the door. And, just like you when you pretend you have an important phone call and avoid all eye contact with the office PA Mandy as she walks from desk to desk with an envelope asking for donations for Pam's leaving present, a fiver? I hardly know Pam. Premier League clubs were all asked to cough up 250 grand each, which is 5 million quid in total, as a goodbye gift. <coughs> And with that in the farewell kitty, it better be a bloody massive box of roses with extra purple ones. Mm. One thing is sure, if all the clubs do cough up the requested cash, and currently there are five that are saying they won't, then Rafa Benitez is going to be on the phone pronto to find out how they managed to get Mike Ashley to part with 250,000 big ones. Mm -hmm. Here's an unpopular opinion. This is outrageous, but it's not shocking. We are all too familiar with cash washing around the sport now. And Richard Scudamore, in his 20 years at the helm of England's top tier, is largely responsible for much of that cash. He's helped build the Premier League into one of the richest and most powerful leagues in the world. And in that process, he's allowed the football clubs in the Premier League to make obscene amounts of money. The TV rights alone have risen from 670 million quid to 5.14 billion quid under his watch. In any other business, and this is a business, a £5 million payoff for that kind of success would be the least you'd expect. Plus, those who are suggesting that the money could be donated to grassroots football or ticket price reductions or charity have clearly never clapped eyes on a Premier League chairman before. I'm not defending it, but... No, hang on, hang on. I think I am actually defending it. Anyway, do you remember a few years ago when Scudamore was caught in a sexist email row? He just about avoided being sacked back in 2014 after his PA caught sight of misogynistic business emails containing phrases like female irrationality, big-titted broads, and most impressively, advice from his lawyer that he should save some cash for the gash. I've no idea how much Gash costs nowadays, but I think with five million quid in his bank, he'll probably easily have enough. His replacement has already been named as Suzanne Dinage, a figure who has no discernible experience in football whatsoever and instead comes fresh out of a job working for the likes of Animal Planet and the Discovery Channel. Which does lead to some interesting questions about how the future of Premier League coverage might look. And here in deepest London... Under the cover of the Premier League head offices, the dominant male continues to hunt for fresh greens and reddies. Decades of evolution has led this magnificent species 
to shed any last shred of morals or ethics in its constant struggle to have enough cash for the gash. Speaking of trading in all standards, history and dignity in exchange for cold, hard cash, let's talk about Wayne Rooney's return for England. We've already discussed the farce of bringing Wayne Rooney back into the England fold for commercial disguised as charity reasons versus the USA, but the FA clearly had a plan to make that all seem slightly less ludicrous by giving the actual captain's armbands a Fabian Delph, a player who hardly plays for his parent club Man City and who has a total of 10 caps for the Three Lions during his entire career. Although I guess it's going to make handing the armband back to Jordan Henderson for the next game look positively inspirational. Thankfully, it was all made worthwhile by some quality pre-match banter. Is it going to be a bit strange being the captain tomorrow night when Wayne Rooney's here? And will you be giving him the armband when he comes on? Uh, I probably won't get the armband again, so probably not. I'll probably keep on with it. <laughs> I actually really like Fabian Delph, he's an honest, humble player, and Wayne came across pretty well too, particularly in his pre-game chat with Gary Neville on Sky Sports, which I have to say, threw a couple of curveball questions into the mix. Donald Trump or Theresa May? <laughs> John Major. <laughs> <laughs> John Major? I was a surprise, where did that come from? Ah, oh, cheers Gary. Most of us were thinking that this nice game of international football might provide a welcome break from pondering exactly how fucked the country is. Now we're right back into that bleak hole again. The game ended 3-0, or 2-0, or 2-1. I'll be honest, I don't really care. Rooney coming back in made it feel more like a soccer aid match for me, but without Jonathan Wilkes. Although I hear he might end up captaining England for the next friendly. What is important is this little bit of commentary from Martin Tyler about the Hawaiian-born Bobby Wood. He's from Honolulu, in Hawaii. We'll be hoping the score's not 5-0, I guess. It's 2-0 at the moment. You never laugh at my jokes, Gary. You just know that while he's saying that, he's elbowing his co-commentator and giving him a cheeky wink, don't you? At least one person takes the whole international break seriously, and that's Harry Redknapp, who has taken a very international break and flown to deepest, darkest Australia to be part of I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here, where he will have to eat all manner of disgusting things and live in discomfort for the duration. But that'll teach him to fly with a budget airline. And it won't be much different when he gets there either, as he'll have to face a series of grim jungle challenges, but also will get very little opportunity to tell us how great a player John Terry is. Terrific. No, no. There is no doubt that Ari will be great value in the celebrity jungle. From the very moment he arrives leaning out of the open window of a helicopter to the moment he storms off set, tired of eating kangaroo testicles and being called a wheeler dealer. Even his Welcome to the Jungle interview was terrific to watch. My name's Harry Redknapp. People would know me probably through football. That's my claim to fame if I've got one. And getting your dog to do your accounts, Harry. I don't know about eating all these bugs and all these things. I've never tried it. I like a bit of calamari. Love a bit of calamari. Fantastic player in Euro 96 alongside Baggio. Top, 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 top player. Almost signed in for West Ham, but ended up getting witchetty grub. Terrific. It's going to be bloody great. It also resulted in some smashing banter from Southampton FC's official Twitter account, who said... Careful Harry doesn't leave you halfway through to join BBC Strictly. Grumpy face. In fact, Southampton have been top of their game all last week, 
At the end of last weekend, you might well have seen Charlie Austin's post-match rant that would have been more at home on BBC 606 than it would have been on Match of the Day. They said it's offside hit my, I didn't. They did it twice, hit me, bobbed up, that's why I'd done Foster. It's a joke. We've gone about VAR this, VAR that. Help the officials out. Clearly they need help. Clearly, we play in the Premier League, the best league in the world, the most watched league in the world. Give them all the help they need, because clearly it costs us two points a day. It's a joke. He sounds like every single frustrated Sunday league play ever. Furious after the linesman was too busy lighting a Benson and Hedges to flag for an offside goal. And it got even better after someone paired his post-match anger with Blur's 90s hit Park Life. They said it's offside hit my idea. They did twice hit me. Bob that's why I done Foster. The best league in the world. The most watched league in the world. I'd give them all the help they need because clearly it cost us two points a day. It's a joke. Awesome. And it also leaves me wishing that more post-match interviews were paired with classic songs. For example, after Jose Mourinho's Manchester United lost the Manchester derby at the weekend, there was the perfect opportunity to recreate a Hall & Oates classic. When I analyse the game today, I think the difference was you can go for stats. That's, that's the way people that don't understand football analyse football is with stats. I don't go for stats. No, 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 no can do. I don't go for stats. Oh, oh, oh. I don't go for stats. Don't go for stats. Don't go for stats. Don't go for stats. And we're done. Thanks for playing. Same time next week. Cool. Subscribe now if you've not done so and tell your friends about On The Left Side today. Plus, hit us up on Twitter, at On The Left Side. I'll see you next time. Littles. Here amongst the internet, we see the podcast on the left side, continue to spawn new episodes. Thanks, in part, to creators Ant McKinley and Jim Salverson.